0: Well, good morning. It's uh, good to uh, be able to come to you this morning and to open up the Word of God and to be able to look into the Word of God to find some blessing and some encouragement from God's Word, to study God's Word. What a great thing that it is. On Sunday mornings here at Mercedes Baptist Church in Albany, Georgia, we are studying the life of Christ. And we have been now for a while in a section of the life of Christ that we call the Sermon on the Mount. And this morning we'll be looking at Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 7. We'll read down through verse 11. So I invite you, if you will, to take your Bibles and to turn to Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 7. Now here in our sanctuary, uh, we... um, have kind of limited our attendance to our morning worship time this morning. And the reason for that being is that our congregation at Mercedes Baptist Church has recently been dealing with a a COVID outbreak. We've had some of our dear church members to come down with COVID. And we have other illnesses and sicknesses as well. And we want to pray uh, that God will continue to bless those who are sick and ill in our congregation, we want to pray for their healing. We want to pray for God's grace and mercy uh, to be with them. And hopefully, by next Sunday, we'll be able to be back here in our sanctuary full force and uh, we'll be able to join together as a church family to worship the Lord. Uh, we're grateful for God's blessings to Mercedes Baptist Church. We're grateful for God's blessings to all of our churches. We pray for our church, our congregation, our church family prays for our church. But not just for our churches as well. We pray for other churches as well because we want to see people saved. We want to see churches strengthened. We want to see people come into the kingdom of God. And so this morning, before we open up our Bibles and look at Matthew chapter 7, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer and pray for healing and grace and help for those who are in need this morning. So let me invite you to join us. Lord, we pray this morning for your goodness, your grace, your healing hand to be upon those who are sick and those who are suffering today. Draw near to them, give them health, give them healing, give them the assurance of your presence, your power, your love, and your grace. Thank you, Father, for who you are. Thank you for all that you do for us. And Lord, strengthen us and bless us and help us in these days to love you in a greater way and to serve you in a greater way. We pray for Mercedes Baptist Church. We pray for your blessings upon our congregation. And we pray not just for our congregation, but all of our sister churches, all of our churches around. We pray, Father, for great revivals to break out in our churches. We pray that souls will be saved and lives will be changed. The name of Jesus will be lifted up. That's our prayer. That's our prayer in Jesus' name today. Thank you for who you are and all that you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Matthew chapter 7. We'll begin reading in verse 7. This is a part of the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount preached by our Lord Jesus Christ. He preached it to His disciples. But surrounding Jesus and His disciples, there's a crowd of seekers. There's a crowd of people who wanted to hear Jesus. They haven't yet made a decision to follow Christ. But they're interested in hearing what Jesus has to say. They want to know more about who Jesus is. And so this is a great sermon, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the greatest sermon ever preached. And in this passage, Jesus talks about prayer and the importance of prayer in the life of the believer. He's giving instruction to his followers about how important it is that we be people of prayer. Prayer is such a wonderful thing. It's a tremendous privilege that God has given to His people. And prayer is something that every Christian can do and should do. You don't have to be talented to pray. You just have to pray. You don't have to know stuff to pray. You just have to pray. You don't have to be able to sing or preach or teach to be able to pray. You just have to pray. Anyone can pray. It is a tremendous privilege that God has given to His children that at any time, any place, under any circumstances we can come before the God of the universe who is our Heavenly Father through the Lord Jesus Christ and make our request known unto Him and come to Him and fellowship with Him and worship Him and honor Him and draw near to our God. What a tremendous privilege prayer is. So let's read these verses. Matthew chapter 7 starting in verse 7. Jesus instructs us. Ask, He said and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? As we study the Sermon on the Mount, we find this, that prayer is the only subject that Jesus discussed twice in the Sermon on the Mount. This very important sermon. This handbook for Christian living that Jesus gives us. This is another indication, just one indication, out of many in the Bible and in the New Testament, of the importance of prayer in the life of the believer. Here's a truth. You can take all that the Bible teaches about prayer and you can glean that down to this truth. If you're going to be a spirit-filled Christian, if you're going to enjoy ongoing fellowship with the God of the universe who is your heavenly Father through the Lord Jesus Christ, if you're going to know God's leadership in your life, God's guidance in your life, God's involvement in your daily life. If you're going to know those things, then you must be a person of prayer. This is an encouragement to us from our Lord Jesus, that we develop an ongoing, persistent, consistent prayer life. Here, Jesus emphasizes the importance of prayer in the life of the believer. Not just praying occasionally, not just praying every now and then, not just praying in cases of emergency, but praying always, always, growing in our prayer life. Now, in verse seven, Jesus uses three verbs for prayer in Matthew 7, 7. He said we are to ask, we are to seek in prayer, and we are to knock. Now let me be a little technical for a moment, if I may, because it's important. In the original language of the New Testament, each one of these three verbs are what is called and presented in what is called present imperative commands. Each one of these three verbs are present imperative commands. A present imperative command is something that is presented in such a way that it communicates to us that we are to do this and we are to keep on doing this. This is something that should be a habit of our life. This is something that we should be consistently and persistently doing and we're to do it indefinitely. What that means is this. In this verse, Jesus is commanding. An imperative is a command. Jesus is commanding believers. He's giving us instructions, yes, but He's also giving us a command that we are to keep on asking in prayer. We are to keep on seeking in prayer. We are to keep on knocking in prayer. In other words, Jesus is teaching us as His children, as His disciples, as His followers in the world, that we are to be persistent in prayer. Prayer is to be something that is a regular, ongoing, growing part of our life. As Jesus presents this, as Jesus words these verses, and these words in these verses, here's what He's teaching us. For the Christian, maintaining an ongoing prayer life is not just a suggestion. It is not an option. It is not a request. But it is a command. In fact, over and over again, the Bible commands believers to continue in prayer. Let me share with you some verses from the New Testament. 1 Thessalonians 5.17. We are instructed to pray without ceasing. Luke 18, verse 1, Jesus spoke a parable to them that men ought always to pray and not lose heart. Luke 21, 36, watch therefore and pray always. Romans 12, 12, continue steadfastly in prayer. Ephesians 6.18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Colossians 4.2, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it. 1 Peter 4.7, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And so Jesus teaches us, and the New Testament teaches us, that a very important part of the Christian life, as God would have us to live it, is to be people of prayer. We're not to be sporadic in our prayer. We're we're not to be haphazard in our prayer. We are to be consistent and persistent in our prayers, always growing in our prayer life and always growing in our understanding of how to pray and how important it is for us to pray. So that begs this question. Why is prayer so important in the life of the believer? Why does God command believers to pray? Why is it so important? Well, it's not important because maintaining an ongoing prayer life is a requirement for being saved. No, that is not true. The Bible does not teach that. Maintaining an ongoing prayer life is not a requirement for one keeping their salvation. But it is important for this reason, that maintaining an ongoing prayer life is a requirement for living a growing, useful, obedient, and victorious Christian life. The life that God wants His people to live. That life doesn't happen automatically. Automatically, It requires discipline. It requires de- uh, dedication. We're saved in a moment. But discipleship is something that is a lifelong journey. And for us to become the Christians that God would have us to be, the useful and, and powerful witnesses for Him in this world and servants for Him in this world, we must be people of prayer. Christians who don't pray regularly become weak, become anemic spiritually, stagnant in their Christian life. They become worldly and carnal in their thinking. Christians who don't pray on a regular basis become more vulnerable to temptation. Every fall and failure that you've had in your life to temptation can be traced back to the fact that you were not praying as you should. You were not maintaining your prayer life as you should, and it made you vulnerable to temptation. Failing to pray as we should will make us eventually useless to God, out of touch with God, and God unable to use us as He wants to use us in this world. Prayer is very vital to what God wants to do in the world. Prayer is very vital, the Bible teaches, to what God wants to do in His church. His church must be a a, a church, a people who pray. Prayer is vital to what God wants to do in our lives. That's why He commands His people not to neglect prayer, but to be committed to prayer, persistent in prayer, consistent in prayer. If we neglect prayer, we cut ourselves off from God and what God wants to do in our life. We don't lose our salvation, but we we cut ourselves off from what God wants to do in our life. For the Christian, prayer is not to be something that we only resort to in the emergencies of life. Praying is something we should do every day. Now, I talk to many Christians. I counsel many Christians. And one thing I find is that is true is this. To maintain a growing and persistent and consistent Christian life is a challenge for all Christians. It sounds like it should be easy. It sounds like something we know we should do, and it is something we know we should do. So why is it such a struggle for us? Why do we have to fight on a daily basis to be sure that we pray and to be sure that we're growing in our prayer life. Why is it such a battle and struggle to pray as we know we ought to pray? Well, the the battle is there because as saved as we are, as delivered as we have been from the power of sin over our life and from the penalty of sin over our life, We are not yet saved from the potential and possibility of our sin in our life. We won't be fully delivered from the potential and the possibility of sin in our life as Christians until we go home to be with the Lord. As long as we live in these fallen bodies and as long as we live in this fallen world, there will always be something battling against everything that God wants to do in our life and everything that we want to do for God in our life. Every godly advance in your life as a Christian will be met by opposition and hindrance. And that'll be true until you go home to glory. We're saved. That is set and secure. But until we are delivered from this fallen world, until we are delivered from these yet redeemed bodies, we will still have to struggle against every, for every godly advance in our life. That's why it's a daily battle to maintain your ongoing prayer life. And we know we should pray. Why is it such a battle in our life to maintain that growing Christian life. It's because of the old residue of the lost life that's still in our life. The old life that was in us before we were saved. It's not gone yet completely. And it won't be gone until we go to glory. And it'll fight everything that God wants to do in our life. That's what Paul is talking about in Romans 7.21. Paul said, I have discovered a principle. Paul said, I have discovered this truth. This is a principle I've discovered in my life. When I want to do good, evil is with me. Paul said, every time I want to do something for God, there's always something in me fighting against it. You know you need to pray. You know you you need to maintain a growing prayer life. Why then is there something that always fights against that? It's the old residue of your lost life. Victory is assured for us. But as long as you live in these fallen bodies and in this fallen world, we're gonna have to deal with hindrances to what God would want to do in our life. Paul put it another way, Galatians 5, verses 16 and 17. I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lust fights against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. We fight to maintain our uh, consistent prayer life because Satan wants to do everything he can to keep us from praying. Satan cannot steal our salvation. He cannot steal us from God. But Satan wants every Christian person to fall and fail. And he knows how important prayer is in in the life of the believer. And so Satan will, will... Use His forces in this world and He will use our flesh that is still within us to fight against maintaining a prayer life in our life as Christians. And that's why it's not easy to maintain an ongoing and growing prayer life. That's why we must be diligent in doing so. That's why we must be disciplined in doing so. That's why we must be persistent in our prayer life. We must keep on asking, Jesus said. We must keep on seeking. We must keep on knocking. Don't give up. Be committed, be dedicated to growing your prayer life the way God would have it to grow. In these verses, Jesus speaks of the benefits of prayer. There are many wonderful benefits for prayer. One of the greatest benefits, and probably the greatest benefit of all, is to have fellowship with God. When a believer prays, we enter into the very presence of the Creator God of the universe to fellowship with Him. The God of the universe is our Heavenly Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. And God wants us to have fellowship with Him, He wants to fellowship with us, He wants to us to abide in His presence. He wants us to find strength from Him. He wants to bless us and help us. And through prayer, we're able to enter into the very presence of God Himself to enjoy fellowship with God, who is our Heavenly Father. What a tremendous benefit and blessing of prayer. Another benefit of prayer is spiritual strength. When we pray, we find spiritual strength to overcome temptation, spiritual strength to endure difficult times and times of testing in our life. When those difficult times come, we can find strength through prayer as we enter into the presence of God. Matthew 26:41. watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so we find spiritual strength and power uh, to overcome temptation through prayer. And we find spiritual strength and power to be able to endure and have victory in our life during difficult times and times of testing. Psalms 34 verse 6, this poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. He cried out. You cry out in prayer. The Lord will bless you and strengthen you during those times of trouble and times of testing. Another benefit of prayer is answer prayer. Answer prayer for ourselves. The prayers we pray for ourselves and our own needs and for what we want God to do in our life and seeking His will and guidance in our life. Not only a blessing for us, but it's a blessing to see prayer answered in the lives of other people. Jesus said that if fallen earthly fathers know how to give their children good things, things they need, things they want, how much more will our perfectly heavenly Father answer the petitions of His children. Here Jesus reveals the heart of God the Father. God is not selfish. He is not begrudging. He is not stingy. God is a loving Heavenly Father who understands, cares for, and comforts, and willingly gives good gifts to His children who ask Him. Now God may not answer our prayers in the way we want or in the way we ask, but God will always hear and answer our prayers in the way that is best for us for His honor and for His glory. And so in these verses, Jesus again emphasizes the importance of His followers, of those who are Christians, to be people of prayer. Let me give you some tips for how to maintain a consistent prayer life. Number one, make prayer a priority. Make it a priority in your life. Make a decision. Make a commitment. I'm going to be a person of prayer. Make prayer a priority, a daily priority in your life. Number two, keep your prayer simple. You don't have to pray like a Shakespearean actor and use Shakespearean language to pray. Just keep your prayers simple. Simply honor the Lord. Simply worship the Lord. Simply present your request to the Lord. Simply worship Him and honor Him. Keep your prayers simple. You're a child talking to His Heavenly Father. Make a prayer list. Write your prayers down. Things you want to pray about. Things you want to pray for. Make a prayer list. Keep a prayer journal. That will help you to maintain a consistent prayer life. Don't get discouraged. If you miss a day, if you miss two days, if you miss three days, don't get discouraged. Come back to prayer. Make prayer a priority. If you're too busy to pray, you're too busy. Make prayer a priority. Don't get discouraged. Don't give up. Pray. Pray. And let me tell you something. The time you need to pray the most is when you don't feel like praying. When you don't feel like praying, that's the time when you need to pray. Need to pray the most. Don't get discouraged. Be realistic about your prayer life and growing in your prayer life. Be believing. Believe in prayer. Your Heavenly Father hears your prayers. Be believing. Pray with your Bibles open. Prayer is when you speak to God. Reading your Bible is when God is speaking to you. Study what the Bible says about prayer. The Bible is the greatest prayer book. The Bible teaches us how to pray and how to grow in our prayer life and teaches us so much about prayer. Study the great prayers of the Bible. Study what the Bible has to say about prayer. And enjoy your time with God. God enjoys being with you. He enjoys fellowshipping with you. Enjoy fellowshipping with God. Don't make it a drudgery. Don't make it something that you you don't look forward to as some kind of heavy duty in life. Make it a time of joy. You get to come into the presence of your Heavenly Father, the Creator and the Maintainer and the Sovereign and the Lord of all that there is. Enjoy your time with God because God enjoys His time with you. It has been said that God does not hear the prayers of, of those who are lost. Whatever you might believe about that, I can tell you this, that there is one prayer that God will always hear that a lost person prays. And that one prayer that I know God will always hear of the lost person is a prayer of repentance and faith. The sinner's prayer. A prayer to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior and as their Lord. I prayed that prayer Many years ago, when I asked Christ to come into my life, I confessed my sins. I knew my sins. I knew I was a sinner. I knew I was lost. And I had great conviction for my sin against a holy God. I asked God to forgive me. I confessed my sins before the Lord. And then I said, Lord, I believe. I don't understand everything there is to to know in the Bible, but I believe in my heart what the Bible says about Jesus. I believe what the Bible says about who He is, the Son of God who came into this world and lived a perfect life. I believe what the Bible says when it says that Jesus died on the cross in my place, in my stead. He died for me that I might be saved and delivered from the penalty of my sin. I don't understand how He did that, but I believe it with all of my heart Then I pray a prayer. Lord, I give my life to You. Please come into my life and save me and forgive me of my sin. And this day I receive You as my Savior. And I surrender my life to You as the Lord of my life. I prayed that prayer. And the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That I called upon the name of the Lord that day and He saved my soul. He made me whole and He changed my life forever. He's a good God, a saving God, and He will save you as well if you will call upon the name of the Lord in repentance and faith and surrender to Him. That's our study this morning from the Sermon on the Mount. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you for opening the Word of God as we've studied that together this morning. Persistence in prayer. Be people of prayer. May God continue to bless us all. May God continue to watch over us all and give us health and healing. May God bless Mercedes Baptist Church and all of our churches. Thank you for joining us today. May God bless you. It is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.